Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Plans to be buried in a kiss coffin? I don't. Get your pla- get your coffin today. I never uh, even went on the kiss cruise for all those times. Wow. But, uh, a kiss coffin? Yeah, you haven't heard? No, only if the demon is on front with his tongue out. It, and, it, and the axe. I need the axe. It is. <laughs> it is. It is it is. really? It is littered with kiss all over the coffin. And it's the only reason why I remember that is because I hear the song. And this is like... 10 years ago speaking of my age they were like they were pushing like all paraphernalia and then you can get a kiss coffin hmm. kiss coffin that's that's interesting that, that is the the best business minded band in history it really is especially with Gene Simmons at the helm I t- I'll tell you this when I got into bass playing in like 2007 2006 something oh, like that slapping the bass eh uh I really wanted that axe i really did it is a beautiful piece of of hardware and uh when i hit the lottery i'm going to buy one nice but only then let me (laughs) let me know when that happens ladies and gentlemen it is sons of slam welcome everybody my name is chris mindell along with the reaper mr joe black how are you sir other than buying sticks to shred on (laughs) i wish (laughs) i haven't shredded in in years i need to uh, get back to my roots um Please catch us on the Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcast. We have a special uh, edition here because we are uh, recording on a Saturday. We have uh, AEW Revolution happening. And not only that, why not uh, talk about AEW Revolution, one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year? Can't have that without having our special guest host, Steven. Steven, welcome to the show. What is going on, sir? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> what's going How on? you doing? <laughs> I was hoping to have you for episode 100, which is in in two weeks. But I'll, I'll take I'll take you when I can get you. It's all good. 
Miss your no, face. No, no, I'll be there. I'll be there. I miss your face, and I it, and you're. It looks like you have a dog there, and it looks like you're petting him like you're about to rule the world. Well, the dog loves me more. Sad. <laughs> That's just a fact. Sad. What is the dog's name? Harley. 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 As in, and, uh, as in Quinn or just the bike? Uh, perfect. As in Quinn. As in Quinn. Nice. Have you seen that, by the way? Have you have you watched? I don't know if I asked you this or, or Steven. Have you watched the animated Harley Quinn, like the recent one? So good. The most recent one? No. Yeah. It's like cursing. She's a. I, I thought we talked about this. She's a lesbian. Um, yeah, she falls in love with uh, Poison Ivy. Like, it's a whole thing. No, it's a great show. I watched it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Joe is uncultured. <laughs> <laughs> we've known this we've known this for 90 some odd weeks yes absolutely um, yeah no it's a great show absolutely welcome harley welcome to the show yeah the guy who is half latinos uncultured okay yeah sorry about that guys <laughs> as long as we recognize um let's go over some stuff here because we have had a very busy week uh <laughs> surprisingly busy uh starting off with shit for the week but kind of going through we will talk about all the things that basically broke the internet, but we want to talk about the the minor detail stuff first. Uh, so you know, get your get your card out. We are starting off with I'm starting off with uh, news outside the ring. <laughs> I, I I had to laugh when I first read about this, and I thought it was a joke. Uh, WWE is fining superstars over the world famous leg slap. Yes, I heard about this too, and uh, the only thing that I can think of is like Vince may officially be going senile. <laughs> that might okay. be a, an, a, a possibility at this point. Sure. I'm not exactly too sure. Sure, but I, I don't understand why they're doing. To, I don't know. You got something? I, go ahead. <laughs> I want to hear this. Can you make the product any less watchable? Then, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> Let's let's pick you know, out you're pulling punches and kicks. How are you going to make it sound any any more believable without that? I know, and and, and this has been going on makes since, no sense. This has been going on since Shawn Michael days. Like it wasn't so much a big thing in the '80s. This was a Shawn Michael like staple. Like him yeah. and, and uh, people in uh, in New Japan in the '80s. Like this this was an old thing that uh, has been around for years and years and years. And let's not focus on the fact that you have a shitty product on Monday nights. Let's worry about finding. Uh, People for using a slap, uh, you know, slapping your leg because Randy Orton posted some bullshit on uh, on Twitter. It's also it, it seems as if uh, listen the one the number one thing when people talk about wrestling is they're like oh you know it, it, it we don't use the f word in this uh, in the show but they're <laughs> like oh it's it's not real because they're just slapping their leg that's the always the argument that people go to mm -hmm. and I never under I mean I understand it don't get me wrong well, I do. But, that, that's the know, reason. Now, now you're going to take it away, and make it. You're going to try to have people actually hurt each other. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, that's the reason why. We, it's not the fact that when you have a women's match with uh, Tony Storm that she looks at the table and it collapses. I mean, there's there's other but reasons. Like now, now you also have to think when you're in the ring and there's a botch. Let's say they're going to hit a move, mm -hmm. a strike, whatever it may be, and they miss. If it's if it's with the right camera angle. And you don't have that slap now. It, it, you, it's just it's it's not there. It's there's going to be nothing to make it seem real anymore. Right. To the to the casual viewer. Absolutely. Because now you're gonna you're not gonna have any sound. Plus, it's just gonna be an obvious miss. And I just think it's stupid. It is not, ridiculous, not ridiculous nitpicky shit. Can you explain to me how Tony Storm very very lightly threw John Cena through a table, but? <laughs> 
both Raquel Gonzalez and Nia Jax can can uh, how do I want to put this? Uh, Not fall over, but like the both of them can almost at a combined weight of five hundred pounds. Hustle. Basically, they could tussle on top of <laughs> on a table, table, and it doesn't go anywhere. Maybe that's why we haven't seen uh, Wade Barrett in a couple weeks. <laughs> okay. He's suspended because he, uh, he you know, caused that table. Tapped the corner that had the loose screw. So you can't work. You can't work in the in the arena here, but you can work from home. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, weird wrestling. So yeah. So Vince has, has made it a, a apparent that uh, uh, the story going on in the back, finding wrestlers for thigh slapping when throwing kicks for sound effects, a practice that has been in wrestling as far back as I can remember. Uh, hey, same here. Man, I mean, I can't. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense, and uh, because Randy Orton doesn't do it, then <laughs> it's it, it's an issue. But okay, that's fine. Uh, I mean, if you want to make it real, look at Shayna Baszler. Just kick uh, Oscar's teeth in, and uh, that'll be as real as it can uh, get. Uh, kick Oscar's teeth out. Out. <laughs> in, Not even in. in to go out. Um, they showed that on on Monday Night Raw. Uh, the slow motion of that, man. They re-aired it on 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 SmackDown. I when I watched SmackDown. Yeah, on it, SmackDown too. It was brutal. It was wild. Brutal, brutal, brutal. It was so crazy. Looked at, we didn't really talk about it that much last week. Like, it just looks like uh, when Cesaro got his teeth bashed into his skull. Like, it just, it yes. was <laughs> so bad how it's just missed, missing both front teeth. Oh, uh, man, what do you got? So, since we have our resident uh, indie slash Japan source here. Oh, uh, yes. IWGP officially unified their heavyweight and intercontinental titles. Really? This past week. Now, why they do that? So, oh, I'm sorry. They announced that they were going to officially. Thank you. Uh, Kota Ibushi currently holds both titles. Okay. And he will be referred to as the first IWGP world heavyweight champion. Now, I don't think this was a good idea. However, calling this the first world heavyweight champion makes sense because you're taking the heavyweight champion of Japan and the intercontinental champion of Japan, which would also be the world somehow. Right. <laughs> and it, combining those would make a world championship. So I do agree with that point. But right. now you're going to have less people going after a title. And the other main title in their, in their promotion is hold, held by... John Moxley, right. who has held it abandoned for the past year and a half, right? Year and a half? Yeah. Well, he had, yeah, I would say so. Not a year and a half. But I, I'm, I'm not worried about there not being enough titles. They're oversaturated with titles because you have to remember it's not just the U.S. title they have. They have the never open weight title. They have two different. They have two different sets of. Uh, they have one set of trio titles, two sets of tag titles. They, they have enough titles, but it's just the history that the IWGP Intercontinental title has, which I think is stupid for them to get rid of it. Okay. The lineage and those who have held it, I believe, if I correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you guys know, I think it's only 15 superstars have actually held that title. Okay. So it, it's, it hasn't just been tossed around. It has history to it, whether it was Nakamura, Naito. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jericho had it. Um, who else? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. No, Cody didn't have it. Um, while, you, while you're looking that up, quick question. So yeah. does, is Talk there a lack uh, – my, my lack of knowledge with uh, New Japan, it runs deep. So uh, is there a lack of, uh, like, mid-carters with, with New Japan? Like, it, it's, it seems like there's enough belts to go around to kind of promote different wrestlers here and there, but why not have that belt 
to to promote mid carders just like you know WWE and and AEW does with you know TNT and TNT. I think they're going to transition that other title they have, the Never Openweight title, to a more predominant role. Um, I think that belt was looked at as a lower card belt, so they're probably going to be moving transitioning that into the mid card scene um, with the likes of like Will Osprey going after it, which he already has on a couple of occasions. I think he might have actually held the title as well. Um, but I don't know. There's just too much history behind it. That's the only thing I don't like about it. But at the same time, I understand. And there has also been rumors that they're thinking about possibly getting rid of their junior uh, tag belts as well, just to open up the door for more matchups between tag teams. Mm. I disagree with that. I, I think that the idea of it is cool. Uh, it gives them more opportunity to get more uh, superstars and talent out there and exposed to sure. anybody who is watching or listening. Whatever, however, they're getting their information. That was your New Japan talk. We rarely get it here, and it's it's only yeah. because Stephen is it. Stephen is our, our knowledgeable authority on this, so I, I appreciate he's, that. I appreciate our, that knowledge. He's our resident uh, indie wrestling uh, expert. I appreciate that knowledge. Yeah, because we're we're WWE shills, so he <laughs> likes to keep an open open. I'm more I'm more a U.S. shill. It seems. Yeah, one to... more thing with New Japan, though. I yeah, don't know please. if you guys heard about Marty Skrull. How he was supposed to be going back to New Japan after everything that happened with Ring of Honor. Kind of heard about released. that. Um, so he did go back for the tapings, but then once the other talent found out that he was supposed to be going back, they kind of just cut him out of the scene again. They were not happy with him being back. So I don't know what this means for his future or where he signs or where he goes, because right now it's just looking like nobody wants to put up with that headache, hmm. and it's kind of uh, it's kind of sad to see a talent be wasted like that. Wow. If Marty Scroll gets Colin Kaepernick. I'm gonna be pretty pissed off. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that because it's it's that he's way too much of a talent. That chicken wing that he puts on is is absolutely amazing. Uh, Hangman actually pulled that that move uh, at one of the pay per views, I believe. Mm. But he, I think he actually he wasn't in a match for their tapings, but he did make a run in at the end. But nobody knew that he was there. Please remind me why Marty Scroll is being blackballed. Like me too. Joy Ryan. It me yep. Cuz they both got me too at the height of the me too movement. Got it. Right. I don't think either of them yeah, I, I, know, I didn't know if Marty Scroll was so long. deep in it as I didn't know he was so deep in it as Joy Ryan is. Not as deep just the severity. Yeah, and Joey Ryan is is more coming out and and trying to prove his case against the matter. Mm. Where Marty Scroll, from what I can see, is trying to put it behind him. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Joey Ryan has not been successful, though. I must say, I was reading an article the other day that he was trying to uh, have countersuits go against those that spoke out against him. Mm -hmm. That ended up being false, and he's tried to bring it to numerous courts, and he's been shut down. Almost every single time, man. It, it, that is not a good look for him, especially having Tony Khan yank your, <laughs> yank your shit. <laughs> as far as any wrestlers being associated with you, um, all I'm saying is that if either of those had the WWE, uh, brass. not brass, the WWE uh, support, the, the WWE train behind them, mm -hmm. this would have been squashed months ago. Well, I mean, I mean look, look at Matt Riddle. Look at Matt Riddle. Look at Velveteen Dream. He's still he's still there. He, he's, yeah, well, he's still, he's still the, at the performance center. He's allegedly. still in the he's still in the back getting paid. <laughs> that's all I it think is. we have to say allegedly a lot when we when we talk about this stuff, right? I mean, that's what we've, we were told by 
higher ups with WWE is that he's still there. He's not on TV because of this whole thing going on. It will not die. So what to kind of do a sub a subcategory here? What are they waiting for, and why are they waiting to pull the trigger on Velveteen Dream? What do they see in him that nobody else apparently sees, and that he is so good that he's able to be kept despite having these Me Too accusations against him? I think that it, because that there's no there there seems to not be validity to those at, well see that's it's a weird thing with him i, I think nothing's been he's proven such a yet. talent mm-hmm. that they're trying to just wait until the storm passes okay all right that's what i think my my, my uh he makes money there's he, your answer he, he makes money well here's okay he so makes money all right to to uh chew on the other foot here is, is what i say to combat that and you're i, I agree with you um mm-hmm. what about someone like enzo amore who made money for them? He his his merch sales were through the roof. Um, he was never he was never the one or someone that was looked at as somebody who could be the top guy or somebody you can build a brand around or somebody you could put the strap around. And I'm not talking about the cruiserweight title. I'm talking about the WWE championship. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but so he, when you have somebody who has that kind of potential, like mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream does, that's somebody that you don't want to let go of immediately. Right. You may want to ride the wave with them because let's say you do let them go. Now they're cleared, and now they're going elsewhere because they have a bad taste in their mouth from you. So mm-hmm. they're not going to come back to you. And then now they're going to go up to these other platforms. There's so many that other superstars can go to nowadays, whether it's Impact, ROH, New Japan, and now AEW. Right. It's just not a risk that I don't think they're willing to take. That's why when you brought up Marty Joe, I don't think that they would have backed him or Joey Ryan the same way they've backed Velveteen Dream either. I think it would have been a kind of like an Enzo Amori situation where they would have been released because, yes – they are big names on the indie scenes. Yes, they're marketable on the indies or a show like AEW. I don't think their gimmicks would have been the same, nor would they have gotten over the way they oh, did no, on the indies not. in WWE. So they would not have been the money makers that Velveteen Dream, let's say, is. My opinion. I, I, I get it. I, it just seems like it was. It's just so weird that they, Enzo Amore went through this whole thing, and he was such a money maker for them. He was on TV, and you, if you deny that, then you just point to the fact that he was on TV. He had a segment every week. Every week he had a segment. He was always on TV. The people hated him in the back, but that's why, though. he was hated in the back. He was hated in the back. That's, yeah, that's that's exactly why he was hated in the back. Okay, that's that they they needed something to just be like, oh, it yo. From what I've heard, now this is a completely different story, and however you feel about it is mm-hmm. how you feel. But that's from what I gathered, the same thing that happened with Gina Carano, the former UFC, UFC? the former yes. UFC star and current, well, actually former, former. star of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. She had some not so nice comments on Twitter. A lot of them. That, yeah. yeah, a lot of them. She had a lot. And uh, she, from what I gathered, she was just another one that was like, "Oh, thank God! Now we have something where we can let you go for." But if you look at someone like like Bill Burr, Bill um, Burr had most of his scenes in The Mandalorian were with Gina Carano, and he came out and said, "You know, she's a." Sweetheart. That's what everybody. That's, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I, I no. just didn't agree with what you just said because uh, the star of Mandalorian, Mandalorian himself, uh, basically said that he he loves her. So yeah. you know, there was the, she had a lot of positive uh, you know accolades for her for her you know behind the scenes, but well, it, it was a, a lot of accounts that you know she just kind of just said ridiculous things. You had actually also said that what was, his name's Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Right? Yes. He also had comments on Twitter that he came out and said, but it was on the other side of the shoe. Right. He, 
his comments leaned more left after the and fact. Gina's leaned more right. Right. So that's where it's it's a little hypocritical on them to go after Gina and not go after this, the Mandalorian. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. Not to be political, but you should but. not be comparing a political point of view, a political debate, or anything in general to the Holocaust. You crossed the line, and now you made your bed, and you sleep in it. It's, it's all right. Everybody's allowed to have their own opinion. First Amendment. Say what you want, but you have to know your platform, how, af- how much effect your voice can have, how many people can hear you. And she had a platform that was worldwide. And working for a company like Disney, that's not the place or the time to make the comments she did. She, she, she messed herself up. You you say that you're you're shocked. Disney is the biggest. Disney's the biggest anti-Semite in the world. <laughs> Disney that was 50, 60 years ago. We're not talking about know, that man. We're talking still, about the company. All right, I, I couldn't have said what he said any better. So I'm gonna. No, I agree with him 100. percent 100. percent And I will I will leave it at this. People throw out the First Amendment every five seconds, but that doesn't give you the right to say what you want whenever you want. So you can say what you want. It's, it's freedom yeah. of speech. But at, at the end of the day, there is there will be consequences to things that are said. Like I cannot go into a theater and say there's a fire. I cannot go into a police department and say I want to kill a cop. There are things that you cannot say without repercussions, and that is exactly what happened with Gina. Well, well, here's the thing: you can say whatever you want. You just have to be aware of what's going to happen if you do say it. Listen, you, if you did it, any employer, it doesn't matter if it's Disney or not. Any employer that you you are are hired by, you are under their auspices and under that umbrella you cannot say or do this this and this without getting repercussions and that's exactly what happened and in the house that that the mouse built god forbid you say something about <laughs> anti-semitic and not think that you're going to get uh, fired for it we yeah went, we don't know which we, is very true we went on a whole different uh, tangent. yeah let's not get political on this show <laughs> let's not now after a 10 minute discussion um, uh, i got i got please. one really quick yes so mm, uh, never mind. I'll do that when we get to Raw. Uh, I want to take a moment now. It was posted by Nikki Cross that today, March 6th, as we record this on a Saturday, that a year ago today, this is a very, very somber anniversary, because a year ago today was the very last show with fans. Wow. And that was a SmackDown. And just to remind everyone what was, what was on that SmackDown. Okay, yeah, the last WWE show. That makes more sense. Uh... Yes. Well, what, nope. what, what? March eleventh, March eleventh, Utah, AEW. Okay. All right. So last WWE show. Yes. Sorry. Uh, NWO were the guests of the moment of bliss. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. And that uh, just, just, yeah, just she wanted to bring that up. But she said exactly one year ago today was the last time there was a WWE show with fans in the arena. Um. I wish there was more than 280 characters to explain how much I love and miss you. I wish I had known that then it was going to be the last time for a while I got to see all of you. Apparently, it's the last time we have got to see her in several months because we got to see Nikki Cross after uh, Alexa Bliss's turn. Yeah, they wanted to separate Nikki Cross from Alexa Bliss really quick. Really quick. Although uh, Nikki Cross was the one to be known as sadistic as opposed to Alexa Bliss. That was very weird. Shoes. She got uh, She got tuckered. Got the Otis, she did get Tucker. She got tuskied. I she like got... it. Tucky. <laughs> oh, Tucky. What does she got? Uh, NXT is moving to Tuesdays. Man who won the war. That's it. <laughs> That's it's it. It's the shot, shot across the bow. 
Oh man. Um, okay, yeah, that's the expression. <laughs> I just had to make sure. I was no, you're thinking. Right. I, you're right. I think, you're right. I almost said bowel, and that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's something totally different. Yeah, um, very different. Yeah, bowels. Um, not their fault though, right? Like if it was still, if they still had their druthers, they'd still be on Wednesday nights. Yeah, it, it is because of hockey. Stupid hockey. Stupid hockey. Sorry. <laughs> you, you're excluded from this, Steve. <laughs> Steve Stupid fucking hockey. Got to take away our wrestling from Wednesday nights. Meanwhile, they got to make us watch wrestling on another night. Meanwhile, Jesus I love Christ. Meanwhile, I love the hat that you're wearing right now. <laughs> yeah, I am wearing a Rangers hat. A Rangers hat. Yeah, go, go, go figure. <laughs> I think a double switch happens. I think if NXT goes to Tuesdays, Impact move to, moves to Thursdays. Impact moves to Thursdays. That's what I, that's my prediction. I just agree. because they're they're struggling to come back up right now. They're trying to get the their ratings up. They're trying to get things going for themselves, and for them to try to go up against NXT, they're going to get slaughtered. So now, yes, yeah, this, this is true. I was so going to say my, my my prediction is that they try to move their show to a different night. That makes that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean that nobody's watching it now. So imagine nobody plus a million. That's that's going to be insane. What channel? What? United States cable channel is impact on access TV. Access TV, yeah, access TV. But I that's watch occasionally. Is that on a couple is, weeks? Is that an actual channel or is that just on YouTube? Yeah, no, it's an actual channel. That must be just in the fibros because there's it's just AXS. That's AXS. what that's. Okay. Look it up in your in your TV guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Owned by one of the greatest. Well, I would say top three billionaires in the world, Mark Cuban. Really. Yes. We should do a better job of promoting it and getting it he on. He should, absolutely. Major. I'm pretty sure a New Japan show was on Access TV at one point. Yeah. Indie guy? Yeah. Oh, reruns. Reruns. Right. Okay. That's on me. That's on you. What else Everything's you got? Everything's on me. We always know that. Always. What else you got? Um, Revolution is this Sunday. Yes. Right? And it will be going up against the NBA All-Star game. Hmm. So the question is, why this weekend? There was a weekend full of stuff that's going on on television. You have the UFC pay-per-view tonight, which is going to be a huge card. So you just answered why. First, That was going to be one of my my things, too, is that uh, you just answered why it's going to be on a Sunday as opposed to a Saturday. But go ahead. Yes, and that's why it's going to be on the Sunday because they don't want to go up against the UFC pay-per-view. Although I'll be honest with you, I would have watched Revolution over the UFC pay-per-view. Oh, sure. Also because I personally don't have ESPN+. Plus. Okay. But. (laughs) Well, there's your decision right there. (laughs) Why would they have it this weekend as opposed to last weekend? That was was awful. They can't do it. (laughs) Next weekend, because next weekend is a WWE pay-per-view, and I know that they don't want to have them on the same weekend as WWE pay-per-views. Right. But why not do it last weekend? <laughs> your, your there was ar- nothing last weekend. Your argument, by the way, is uh, I, I wasn't going to watch WrestleMania because uh, uh, I don't like wrestling, but I also don't have the network. So there's that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, like, I, I wouldn't watch you. I wouldn't watch UFC, but I wasn't going to watch it anyway because they don't have ESPN Plus. Exactly. Yeah, I would have. Uh, Sorry, Dana. I would have pirated it somehow. Okay, gotcha. How I right. watch, that's how I watched the Yoel Romero fight. That was very disappointing. <laughs> AEW on the big TV, Revolution, and then on the computer, I would have signed into my ESPN Plus account. We would have watched both at once. Look at that. Multi-screen. There that's you go. Gotta go on. But, <laughs> that's yeah, how you do but it. But then when the exploding barbed wire death match happens, you've got to go. What, are you going to crazy? What was that guy? Crazy Steve from, from uh, Mr. Deeds? Yeah. Have one eye. <laughs> 
over there, one eye over there. Oh, uh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I have here, uh, next up, Jay Uso says, quote, uh, he's been getting under my skin as of late, on my nerves. Jay Uso says that Jimmy's injury was a, quote, blessing in disguise. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> he said, of course uh, it was. You got him away from his tag team, and, and you put him with the rightful heir to the throne. Kind of weird to say, though. No? Like he said, quote, I miss my brother. Don't get it twisted. But this was a blessing in disguise, straight up. <laughs> it's like, no, no, I love you. You know, you, you literally my brother, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for we not came out the me. womb together, but I'm glad you broke your foot. Thank you for breaking happened. your foot. Yeah. Once he's back, though, it's going to be a very strong faction. I... I I agree. You, if you have them going for the tag titles, then you can have them moving into that scene. Have the whole faction spread throughout the show, or lump them in together. Or does it? Or does he stay on the same course that he was on when he was on TV a couple weeks ago when he was the the face? And you have a brother versus brother kind of situation. Oof, that'd be that'd be interesting to see. I'd actually, I, th- I think I might enjoy that. Yeah, I would enjoy that as well. Yeah, I would enjoy that too. However. It worked out well with Goldust and Stardust, and it also the the one that it did work out well with is the Hardys in WWE. That's the mm-hmm. one right. brother versus brother storyline in the WWE that well, I would actually agree with. I mean, did you not no, enjoy their brother versus brother storyline in TN and Impact was better than their one in WWE? What do, do we not agree with TNA Impact? Whatever it is. What about a uh, Hart versus Hart, like Bret Hart versus Owen Hart? No, are we not? That was great. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that. It was before our time. I, I, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> That's where you might, you, you, your mic gets muted. And I apologize for Steven. I said this before the show. I apologize. It was going to happen inevitably that your mic was going to get shut and Steven, just as a casualty, was going to be in the room. I apologize. We're back, bitches. Sons of bitches. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got to be a way to mute you on, uh, permanently. Um, what else you got yeah, while you're annoying the shit out of me? yourself. That's the only way. <laughs> Uh, before we get into Monday Night Raw, uh-huh. uh, I have here that there are only two men in history to have won the ECW, TNA, and WWE titles. Do you know who they are? ECW, TNA, and WWE. Um, AJ Styles? Nope. No. ECW, ECW, ECW. Uh, Christian. Nope. Damn it. I got it. I got it. Wait, hang on. Did Christian win the TNA Heavyweight Championship? He was in it. He was look a, look he that was, up for me. He was a champion in TNA. I Jamie, might... Jamie, Jamie, look that up, please. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is why we need two My mics. Microphone. This is why we need two mics. <laughs> Mute it again, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no problem. Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. I'm gonna unmute you because I I forgot what your point was gonna be. Okay, so the first one <laughs> is the person who just won it on Monday. Uh, okay. Okay. The second one. That is true. Yes. Okay. Right. The second one. Was was Christian? Did Christian win the ECW title? Stop it. It was Christian. He won the ECW championship. Mm-hmm. He also won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, which was TNA's title for a little bit. And he won the TNA World Heavyweight Championship in 2008. For the Bitch, you get So Joe is wrong. Right. More than two. It 
did he win the WWE title? Christian, yes. The WWE title. In the WWE. Spinner. Uh, good. He won the World Heavyweight Championship. The Thank big you. the big gold one, Thank which you. is more important. Which is Thank more important. You. Bitch, you Thank you. I am right, bitch. This is for me. You was right. All right, so the only other person in history, the only man in history, mm-hmm. to have won the ECW, TNA, and WWE title mm-hmm. is the originator of 420, Mr. RVD. Okay. So RVD. RVD. And, Bob, and, and Mr. Rob Lashley. Were are the only two people in history to have won the w, uh, WWE, ECW, and TNA titles. See, the Christian one I really had to think about. Thanks, Jamie. Um, and- <laughs> Do you want to explain to everybody the Jamie? Uh, uh, Jamie is name? the producer on on uh, the Joe Rogan Experience. Got it. Okay. So you could call this the Sons of Slam Experience today. <laughs> Thanks. Um. WWE is considering having six nights at Raymond James Stadium. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Six? <laughs> six nights. Um, they're holding WrestleMania 37, which we know is our two nights. Uh-huh. Um, story that was heard at the PC was that they wanted to use Raymond, J- Raymond James Stadium and that they possibly will announce it this week, having about 3,800 people for the two shows. And if that's the case, then you'd go to the stadium for SmackDown and Raw as well as the two-night WrestleMania, which would be six nights straight. Uh, the original, Jesus. original idea was was that uh, NXT shows will be at the Performance Center because they're looking to do a two-night thing also. So that's where the six may come in. So you may have uh, SmackDown, uh, Saturday and Sunday Mania, right? SmackDown, Saturday, three. Monday Night Raw, uh, and then NXT, uh, that NXT Tuesday. So it's it's either Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday going into SmackDown Friday. So one of those one of those nights is going to be an NXT thing. So you're looking at about a week straight of WWE programming uh, going on, emanating from Raymond James, Raymond James Stadium, <laughs> emanating from Raymond James. How many times do you think someone jumps off that damn pirate ship? Uh, it's got to be at least twice. What's the over under? You think is what two? I'm going to say one. Kevin and Owens half. is going to do it. I know that already. At least one. The the number is one and a half. So your over under is one and a half. All right. Um, <laughs> remember that. Remember that fact when uh, we get to Mania season and uh, or Mania time, and uh, we we need to talk about the ship. Exactly. Uh, I don't got anything else. Um, I'm going to do something backwards here. Uh, normally, we go through the week and we start with Monday, even though Monday was a very important night uh, of the entire week. Very important, uh, probably one of the most important Raws of the year so far, but. I want to start Wednesday first, since Wednesday seemed to have a a blip on the radar segment that all of a sudden just blew up and destroyed and crumbled the internet to its knees. Um, so let's kick things off uh, with, with two different things here. Uh, two things that, that kind of broke the internet. The first one, which was kind of semi-did it, and then the next one that we'll talk about uh, completely did it. Uh, they kicked things off on, on AEW Dynamite with, and, and this, this show we're just basically going to focus on Dynamite and what happened on Raw. Um kicking things off with Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet in a mixed tag against Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill. Yep. Big Daddy Shaq Diesel. Big Daddy Shaq Diesel. He looks, first of all, he looks good. He he looks like he's in shape. I I don't think he has looked any different since his playing days. He was a lot. To me. He was a lot fatter. I think he had a little. Bring him out again. Run it back. (laughs) 
run it back. I want to see him go through another fucking table. <laughs> you, te- <laughs> you texted that. Like, I can't believe you didn't see that live. I was like, all right, now I got to watch it. But I immediately saw that, and it was it was such a it was great. great. It was such a great spectacle. It was it was and a. You see, you see when Cody was laying on top of him, he started like you saw the tap. Cody on the, the, the back. The, uh, yeah, he yeah. was like, yeah, get off me. Yeah. <laughs> I need to like I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. We get off me. <laughs> uh, so a couple things about this match. First of all, um, he can go. <laughs> he can go for for a celebrity that is not. You know, it always happens with celebrities that they come into the ring and they do like two moves. You know, they might do an arm bar, they might uh, slap somebody, might punch somebody. You know, whatever. But he, he kind of went through the motions of just you know slapping Cody several times. Did a body slam. He did a power bomb, which was just amazing. Um, the power bomb was the uh, uh, a little uh, tribute to Brody Lee. I don't know if he, he did that. Yes, he did the Brody did the kiss with Brody Lee. Uh, he also took a bump. His first bump that he took, major bump, was he was outside yeah. on the uh, on the apron, and Cody kind of checked him. He fell onto onto the floor, where the gun club was standing there, basically mocking Shaq. That uh, what's his name is all of like four feet tall, and Shaq Austin just, Gunn. Austin Gunn. He just picked up Austin by his neck, <laughs> just yep. t- tossed him over the rail, um, and then picked up b- both guns, p- picked him up and threw him over the rail, and then QT Marshall tried to get involved. And then he just basically choked QT Marshall to the wall until the referee came over and was like, all right, that's enough. And there was just a kind of weird breakup. <laughs> he was like, all right, all right. Like, he just stopped. Um, you got, you got to we'll, – you'll get more of him as far as, like, you know, polishing that that turd. <laughs> he's he's got to get worked into the, the system. But uh, How long before you think we get a tag team with uh, uh, Shaq and Snoop Dogg? <laughs> why? Because Snoop, why not? Snoop Dogg and Shaq Fu? Is that what you're – you're trying to yeah. get yeah, Shack Dog. Shack dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just had one of those at DQ. Um, there was that spot, and then and then the the ultimate spot where he was standing on the middle of the apron, like uh, hard camera side, and Cody bounced off the, the rope and did like he just jumped into Shaq's arms and did like a cross, and Shaq just fell straight backwards onto the two tables, and. Uh, yeah, as you as you mentioned, he kind of tapped he kind of tapped Cody to get off of him, but he was okay. He did like the he did the um, Cameron Grimes get the fuck off of me. <laughs> I'm okay, get off me. He did yeah. the, almost did the Cameron it's Grimes. Either that or he was going good match, brother. I don't know if he was going for his ass. He was kind of kind of doing the Cameron Grimes Gucci uh, grab. Yeah, uh, that's what I, that's what I was going to say. But <laughs> also, uh, what he did after the match was great. I, I want to see where that ends up. As, as far as the ambulance. Yeah. So look at with uh, Tony running over. Can we? Yeah, oh, we have to check on her status. We have to see what's going on. This is wrestling. And then all, and then after, it's been about maybe minute and a half, two minutes. I'll give him that. The the doors were closed, and then out of nowhere, this big motherfucker is just gone. <laughs> like some Dexter Loomis type shit Please, going on. Someone, with someone explain to me how in because wrestling. I know the answer already. But how does how do you have a segment where? He is in. He needs emergency care. You put this nine thousand foot guy into this ambulance, and it's still there long enough for Tony Schiavone to want to interview him. He knocks on the door, and the door's <laughs> open. Shouldn't he be at the in the in the hospital already? Shouldn't he be in the yeah. e, in the ER, like getting checked for a concussion? Like they cut away for like a minute, and then they went back. And he was <laughs> Why is the ambulance still he here? He could barely even fit in the ambulance. You saw he had a. They had to have him bend his legs. Yeah, and, and they put, pushed him in so the doors would close. <laughs> this big guy's. He was struggling to get out of there. I, I, they, I don't know what they did. They could have given. Goes, they could have given him a bigger ambulance so it didn't look so weird i wouldn't be surprised if that was a different ambulance that they cut to okay 
But the point being is why second ambulance. Why was it still there? <laughs> There's a second shooter on the knoll. I don't know. I guess they're are they trying to have fucking Shaq Wyatt or something? <laughs> that makes sense. Why was it still there? It makes, <laughs> the makes guy, zero sense. The guy could be dying and he's still sitting there. Tony, get get that interview, Tony. Um <laughs> unreal. But it was I, I was very very entertained. Uh, overall, I was very entertained with that match. Uh surprising how how good that was. Jade Cargill was very good, though. You can tell she's very green, but there's yes. a lot of potential there. Yes, absolutely. And for a company who has a very weak women's division right now, I think that's something that they should definitely keep building up. Don't give her the rocket ship yet. Don't don't throw her to the top while she's still so green. Mm-hmm. Build it up nice and slow. There's a lot going on there. I could see some good matches between her, her and Britt Baker, her and Sheeta, her and Rosa. There's a, there's a lot of opportunity there I think they should definitely try to capitalize on. I totally agree. Totally agree with that. Uh, you should build her up like like the way you're building Hangman. Toward, let's be honest, Hangman's going to be a world champion someday. Yeah, but build build her up the same way you're building building Hangman. Just mm-hmm. slow roll it, like like a, a bowling ball. Now, what if she a slow bowling ball? What if she's done? <laughs> what an analogy. What if she is it, it like when you say slow roll it, like someone like uh, I don't know Bianca Belair who has a main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's a fast roll. That's a that's fast a roll. strike right down the, that's right a, down that's the plate, a, buddy. That's a 16-pound ball. Like, that's not like no 8-pound, uh, you know, s- small ball. Like, that's it's going down like a steep hill. So what if, what, if, what if they do with cargo like they, they do with that? Like, there's, Steven just said, there's it's a very weak division. And that is always been their downside to AEW. That and, well, that and them being a, a lot of green going on. That There's a lot of you know, spots that are just messed up. But you have someone like this who can dominate the division, and there's really not that much. And you see that in the women's tournament right now that's happening. So Even Red Velvet, she's super green, but she looked phenomenal as well. I mean, she def- she's definitely had her time on the indies, and, she's, and she has established herself as a, a player in the game. But I think there's a lot to, to improve on there as well and build up as well. On both, right. Because right now, who, what are we doing with that division? We're pushing Nyla Rose back up to the top? You know what I mean? Like... We're going through the same players again, yeah. and uh, I think they need to start really focusing on that. I think their main card, their you know the top title, their their mid card title with Darby, everything else is falling in place. The tag team division is just super saturated and loaded up. They're gonna have to drop that trios title and soon just to open that that tag divi- division up a little bit so more guys can get in. But the women's division has just been a constant lack. Um, and I don't think it's that they're not putting enough attention there. I think it's that they're trying to figure out what pieces of the puzzle they need for it to take off the way the other divisions have. And my personal opinion on it. I yeah. d- d- completely agree. And it's they've they've done so well with every division, especially tag team. Like their their tag team division, WWE wishes they had something like that in 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 their their, their company. They had a division like uh, AEW has with theirs within their tag team. Um, yeah. But yeah, they got they got to work on that the, the women's the women's thing. Um, next up, uh, Pack and Ray Phoenix uh, taking on uh, John Schuyler and D three uh, demolish them. Uh, let's see here, Jericho and uh, MJF have a press conference where, of course, they it was really quick to talk about this press conference and uh, uh, a lot of barstool sports uh, references here. Um, Conrad Thompson, which <laughs> would they call him? <laughs> He's turkey tits. Turkey tits. <laughs> MJF called Conrad Thompson <laughs> turkey tits, and, and the crowd. I think it was it was the crowd as well as Excalibur. You heard a little snicker um, when he said that. Uh, and then he had uh, 
Yeah, wait, wait. Conrad Thompson of the from, Grill and from JR, Grill and JR podcast, podcast, right? Also co-host of Kurt Angle's podcast. I don't know if anybody really knew that. I knew that. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, and then Eric Bischoff of the 83 Weeks podcast. Everybody has podcasts. Cut it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it le- legitimately, the biggest uh, turn from NXT to, to, to AEW was that dude Brandon from Barstool because he was actually on the pre-show for Vengeance Day. Okay. <laughs> Where L.A. Knight appeared, remember? That's right. Yes. L.A. Yeah. Knight. He pulled, he was He was about a week away from uh, pulling a Rick Rude. Where he yes, pulled, almost. Almost. <laughs> if he get on the same night, if we get on the same, uh, two shows in the same night, that'd be impressive. I don't know if that ever happened again. Um, let's see here. So, yeah, they're, they're going to basically uh, win the titles, blah, blah, blah. Uh, good to see Eric Bischoff again. Uh, Tully Blanchard and FTR uh, taking on uh, Jurassic Express. I was a little disappointed that we only got uh, uh, a, a mini portion of the intro. Uh, always always uh, rock out when that song comes out. Um, what, Judas? Oh, 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 no. oh Tarzan, Tarzan Boy. Tarzan Boy. I have memorized both of those songs. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Listen. Jungle life. I'm far away from nowhere. <laughs> Listen. On my own, like Tarzan boy. <laughs> I should have went on American Idol. I want you to be ready uh, when we eventually, inevitably, go to uh, Blood and Guts. That uh, which you have is those... coming up on a year. That's <laughs> okay, That is <laughs> that uh, actually passed already. No, it didn't. That was February. No, it's March twenty fifth. We had this discussion already. Think about this. You said it already. In yes, February, right. yeah. I was still going to your house to record shows, which means COVID wasn't really a thing. You were still coming yet. to my house to record shows even after COVID was. It announced. was definitely March. I, I can I can guarantee. Thank you, that. Steve. You know what? It was definitely March. <sighs> I'm sorry. Bitch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to that with you guys. It was the three of us. Fine. It was March. Fine. And and then March they pushed it back ruined. to June, didn't they? They pushed it like to June or July. Yeah, they said June, and then we know how that went. Okay. And here yeah. we are still recording from our separate March. homes. <laughs> Listen, get your shots, assholes. March 11th. <laughs> yeah, Steve's got his. I got mine. Joe, we're waiting on you. Let's go. I need to get mine. I know that. Um, shit, track me. I don't give a fuck at this point. <laughs> uh, it's, it's on March Steven. 11th. You're sitting next to him. <laughs> I know. March 11th is in Salt Lake. was in Salt Lake City, Utah. That was their last live show. Mm-hmm. March 18th was supposed to be the Rochester show where Brody and, and Matt yes, were going right. to be. And then 25th yes, was the we Prudential discussed. Center. We discussed this already. I, I will remember that until the day I die. <laughs> I, I'll guarantee that. Please remind me again next week when I bring it up. Um, and then we had... I, mean, I hope I'm not dead by then. By next week? Jeez. Uh, we had the segment of the night. <sighs> Tony Schiavone brought out the uh, AEW's newest signing in Paul White. Yeah. Paul White, no more BS. No more BS. And you know what? Get I, it? I just got that right now. Did you really? No bullshit. No pun intended. I, as soon as I saw the shirt, I was like, "Pun intended." Good for you, Paul. I, I see. And I, I wish you. I got that in the moment. Son of a. I'm just slowing the uptake. It's all, it's all that weed, man. Stop. Yeah. Anyway, it's the age. It's the. Age. <laughs> <laughs> and we just do that. So uh, we had Paul White uh, coming out, and uh, nope, not yet. So yeah, Paul, Paul White came out and announced that he is announcing for our, their new show, AEW Dark Elevation. And that is going to... I'm sorry to... you host a show with a couple millennials. My bad. 
Young Whippersnappers uh, is going to debut on YouTube March 15th. Back in my day, <laughs> we used to have to travel both ways in the snow. <laughs> Why does he sound like Uncle Scrooge? Um <laughs> AEW <laughs> Dark is going to Elevation barefoot, is going to debut sorry, Barefoot on. Uphill come on get, at least get it right March 15th uh, Monday March 15th on YouTube that'll be interesting I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was a Monday um, so then he said uh, starting out on TNT and now getting the chance to come back to TNT he's made a full circle it's a privilege and just so you know that I'm taking this announcing job seriously I have a scoop for you Tony I have the biggest scoop ever this Sunday at Evolution he said Evolution he did say evolution. And, he, and the funny thing is, is that on the website, they, they kept it. <laughs> this Sunday at Evolution, AEW is going to hire and put in contract a Hall of Fame-worthy talent, a huge asset, and it's not who you think. Tune in this Sunday to find out who it is, AEW's next major signing. First of all, after reading that and hearing him say that and remembering that he said that on Wednesday, I'm convinced that Paul White and JR are shills for WWE. Oh, absolutely. I'm going off of your conspiracy train. Uh, he, he wants, JR wants. You don't to, want to get on this train, trust me. <laughs> he wants a WWE champion. Paul White is talking about something, another pay per view, and uh, he's not even getting the name right. Anyway, so now that is what broke the internet. Basically, the fact that there is this huge announcement going on. The rest of the show at that point meant absolutely nothing. We can just go over really quickly here Nyla Rose uh, lost to uh, Rio Mizunami. So now we have our, our, our main event for the women's title there. Uh, interviewed Sting, Tony Schiavone did, Face of the Revolution ladder match qualifier, Dark Order, 10 taking on Platinum, Mac, Max Caster of Acclaimed. Uh, he won, and main event I was, don't agree with that one at all. I don't, neither do I. And Adam Page and... Uh, Should have been 10. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, First of all, have you ever seen his face? 10's face, yes. He's a stud. He is a good-looking guy. That, is that a, guy is, he is beautiful. He really is. He's a, he is a gorgeous looking man. In the hockey world, that's what we call a man rocket. Man. <laughs> Thank you for that. See, this is I what we don't get one. when he's not I'll here. We don't get this aspect of the, the, the third party hockey uh, world. Man that's rocket. That's true. <laughs> Adam Page <laughs> and John Silver taking on uh, Matt Hardy and Mark Quinn. Um, and it was, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank here. My screen just went blank. Uh Dark Order rushed the, the ring uh, to uh, descend upon Matt Hardy after uh, they lost uh, to Hardy and uh, the rest of the team came out. And then a battle royal uh, ensued, the casino battle royal. Um, and then that's when it, went, it faded to black, yes. So I know we're on uh, time constraints here, but I don't want to go off on too many tangents. Please. Do you think this Sunday, tomorrow, we finally get Hangman... Uh, not fully joining the Dark Order, but are we finally going to get somewhere close? To I, I think so. Yes, because I'm I'm itching for it at this point. There has to. I be. know that nobody will be able to replace who Brody was as a leader, and I don't want anybody to really take that kind of same role that he had. Like, let that be his. Sure. Let it stay as what it was. But even if he's just aligned with them, you know, maybe a little bit of a gear change, little some new music. Even though I love his entrance, yeah, it's fucking great. It really is great, but. Him and Silver together, him, him, Silver, and Reynolds. That's the trio right there. Bring that, those trio titles in. Uh, push them to the moon. To the moon. To the moon, I say. I'm not talking about GameStop. <laughs> that, that one spot that, uh, that Hardy and Silver had where he turned Silver around and pushed him into what was about to be uh, basically a clothesline from hell from Hangman, and they hugged. 
<laughs> it was a very, very sweet moment. I was that was very, very cute. And John Silver again is a national treasure, and should he be is. and should be uh, treated as such. He absolutely is. He has a new YouTube channel that uh, is strictly him doing parodies of movies that he likes. I believe this past one was the Napoleon Dynamite scene with that dude with with the uh, the American flag pants. Okay. When they're in the dojo, yeah. The week before was like uh, this Anchorman. He, he was the like Anchorman this. fight scene. So funny. Are we going to be giving any thought or predictions into who this big signing is going to be, or we just wanted to leave it as what it was? We are going right back to it now. So, see, this is why you, you and I, uh, <laughs> Paul White, as I said before, he came out and said this whole thing about this uh, the scoop. So let's go into every single thing that at least I have. Uh, uh, posted on my screen here as far as uh, all hints that basically dropped people who denied it, people who kind of are throwing their hat in the ring is uh, I don't believe anybody who's denying it though I mean look at Edge, he said I'm not and I'm not, Okay. and he was and he won and he was. <laughs> there you go <laughs> you know, first off uh, I'm not believing anybody anymore, I, I completely, you're not working me I, I completely agree, so I'll, I'll go through right now who, I'll go through everything I have here so first Give off, your top couple picks Christian, uh who was uh, you know, on that list of rumored, uh, his contract talks just fell through. That's with a WWE. With WWE. That's a possibility. Tony Khan dropped initially um, before everything was said, actually when everything was, was put out there, uh, who he has coming in. And he gave a huge hint in saying, uh, it's one of my favorite all-time wrestlers. I'm very excited about it. He said, yes, I'm fired up. He said, I'll say one thing. It's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. I tipped this on unrestricted. It's a male. He's coming. He's going to do great things for us. He's committed. He's going to sign a contract on Sunday on pay-per-view. We're going to have great matches, and we'll have all kinds of news coming out of the show. It's going to be cool. I just want to put it out there. I read on Reddit that his he, he had an interview last year where he stated his Mount Rushmore, more importantly, his top three uh favorite wrestlers of all time okay. that being stone cold no bret hart possibly and chris jericho i think the fourth one was rick flair so you named four all of which are not going to perform but, because they are not in a position to uh, perform anymore you have to remember that they're having this guy come back whoever it is sign a contract to perform be in major storylines and be somebody that they can use in their main card picture. That's basically how it's being painted. The picture is being painted for us. So there's people that are going crazy because they're saying, oh, it may be Kurt Angle, especially after his post today on Twitter. But Angle can barely even walk. The man is hunched. You're going to tell me he's going to come out and put on a five star match or a four star match and be in a main storyline? No. He's going to. This, this is AEW we're talking about, not WWE. This is very true. So, you know, I. I'm try- I've been trying to think open-minded about who it could be. I did a little research, and I looked up some, some wrestlers that are free agents right now, not committed to any company, and who have specifically, as uh, Paul White put it, um, Hall of Fame caliber. They didn't say Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer. Inducted. Well, Hall I'm of Famer, they're right. they're not in the Hall of Fame already. Uh, Hall of Fame caliber, somebody who they're looked at as great, somebody mm-hmm. who's done a lot already, somebody who has who has proved that they can be a main event guy mm-hmm. so i have a couple hot takes on who it may be okay people i'm thinking uh my first one I, as i told you guys in the group chat i know many people are probably gonna be like he's not hall of fame caliber but then you really don't know who he is and what he's done and what his career has been like uh chris hero okay formerly known as uh cassius oh no on nxt mm-hmm. uh he he's 
the indie darling of all indie darlings. Like, he put indie wrestling on the map. He is phenomenal in the ring, never got the opportunity he deserved in NXT, and I think he can bring a lot to the table and still perform at an extremely high level. So that's think, one guy I'm thinking. Because okay. be they're saying they're, they're name trying that, to but... get us to think outside the box by saying it's somebody you don't, you know, who you don't think it'll be. And then you. But have it sounds like a, it's a bigger name. It sounds like it's going to be a bigger name than that, though. That's what I, that that's the reason why I said hot take. Right. In the beginning. Okay. And then I have three that have legitimate names behind them. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into all about them. I'm just going to drop the three names sure. and that'll be all. Obviously, number one, which we're all thinking and all hoping, Mr. Punk himself. That would be golden. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be perfect. While you're while you're on on that, he's he he posted on Twitter uh, the other day. He said, "Let's try this again. Q and A time. Use hashtag Ask Punk." And no, it's not me. Edge said the same thing. Like okay. I said, All right. I'm believing. I, that's, I, I'm, I'm keeping the faith, and I'm. I'm just telling faith. you what he said. I agree. I agree. I know. That, that, I, know. That's, I saw that's it as well. Uh, and then I was also two other gentlemen that I came up with. Mm-hmm. One being Mark Henry, and then two somebody I do not want it to be, but it possibly could be because Tony Khan has a checkbook for it. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. Mm. He's so, not under contract. He's not. True. And that would be the biggest, biggest move. That'd be the, the, the ship that jumped that would set the fire to the wreck. <laughs> and after that happens, you, you, you'll never know who's in the jump ship. Right. It's, I don't know. It, it'll be back to, to WCW days when you just never know who's going to go over a la Lex Luger. Um, yeah, so please remember also. Please remember this is also, why it's not going to be Punk. Oh, hold on a second. Please remember also okay. that, that Paul White did say, as you just mentioned, Hall of Fame worthy. So let's, not, let's get everybody old names out of your head get people people who are can't wrestle anymore it's some it's someone that can currently wrestle that is not in the hall of fame but has has done something before that is that is of note go ahead it's not going to be punk because for the fact of listen whenever whenever there is someone who is a quote mystery opponent or a mystery signing or a mystery entrant in a in a, in a whatever everybody goes to punk Yes. <laughs> so why would Paul White? I, it's going to take me a long time to not say Big Show. Why would Paul White say it's not who you think it is, and that it actually is Punk? Because that's the only person we think of immediately. The red herring. It's yes, the red herring. <laughs> but what are they going to call themselves? AEW, the Red Herring Show. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I would I would love to see Lesnar uh, get signed because that would be a huge get. Um, and I don't think it's going to be Mark way. Henry because right. of the way he, unless his acting is something that I've never seen of in my life, mm-hmm. the way he acted in the inter- the interview on Busted Open Radio with Tony Khan and Dave LaGreca doesn't make it seem like he is the guy. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, I can't wait to, to find out and this and this and that. And that it all seemed genuine. Like I said, unless... Unless Mark Henry's his great actor, which I mean, going back to Sam and Jacket days, he could be. He could be. But I don't know. Brock Lesnar is one that is in the back of my mind, though. I will say this hot take, which I really don't want to happen because I like his relationship with NXT. Okay. But he did also post a video today on Twitter of him packing his knee pads into his backpack, and that is. The leader of the McAfee Mafia, Mr. Pat McAfee. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, but he didn't say. He didn't That's say, definitely not one of Tony Khan's favorite wrestlers. In, uh, absolutely not. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> absolutely not. McAfee, as, as you've pointed out to me, 
has said has denied as such. And but everybody, you know, being everybody on on the internet, uh, basically said, "Oh, look at this. He's packing for. Uh, he's saying he's packing for AEW." Uh, Kurt Angle, yeah, and the one thing he loves to do. Sorry to cut you off. The one thing he loves to do is rile up the uh, yeah, sure. internet wrestling community. Yes, because <laughs> there is no other community like it. Uh, Kurt Angle posted a video on uh, Twitter also. Um, basically with a, had a, a woman's voice uh, slowly singing America the Beautiful, and then at the end of it, it said to be continued. And it, it was it was basically looking at a pair of wrestling boots, a singlet, and a gold medal. Didn't and he a, win two, though? And a t-shirt that, that'll say, I'll make you tap. I'll make you tap out. Didn't he win two gold medals? He won two, but he's also a Hall of Famer, so he's out. Yeah. I, I really cannot um, think of anybody else who it is. Other than those people that we named, I don't know. I did bring it up to you guys, and neither of you liked it. But how funny would it be for Big Show to pull a Big Show move and just be like, "It's me, it's me, it was me." I'm the Hall of Fame worthy talent. He pulled him. He's not in the Hall of Fame technically. He pulled him. He pulled him McMahon. That that would be him. It was me. It was Austin. (laughs) It was me, Tony. It was me all along. It was me, Tony, all along. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah, so I, I can't wait. Just just for that segment alone, let alone the uh, exploding barbed wire, uh, Buff Bagwell mother on a pole come match. On, um, come on, there you go. No, that was it. That was it. It was Buff, okay, cool. Buff Bagwell pole on mother on a pole. James Ellsworth. <laughs> Gilbert. Gilbert and uh, what was what was uh, Bischoff's uh, uh, nephew's name? Eugene <laughs> and Eugene. Oh. We get Eugene. Yo, everybody disrespects Eugene so much. Now, granted, the character was a the little character weird. Was, definitely couldn't do it nowadays. Definitely not Batman today. He's an incredible wrestler. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> definitely not happening today. Last name I'll throw out there, and then we'll move forward. Sure. Uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Oh. That's what I was thinking. Okay. He's, a little bit, he's a free agent. Yeah. That's Hall of Fame caliber. He's got the lineage. I don't know. Is, is, he, is he Tony Khan's favorite wrestler, one of his favorite wrestlers of all time? What if it's a package? What if it's a package deal? <laughs> but with? So, going back to Tony Khan's favorite wrestlers really quick, one of them was Bret Hart. Can he what if he does sign Bret Hart? He's in a hole. Okay, go ahead. And then to Barton. manage Davy Boy Smith Jr. Got him. The signing would have to be Davy Boy Smith. The signing would be Boy Smith Jr. Okay. Yeah. The the pack. Yeah, you're right about that. The packages. <laughs> really quick, let's go over uh, whatever what we have other than uh, seeing uh, who this new signee will be. Uh, Revolution, your card for tomorrow. Hang on a second. We got to bring something up. Oh, you're killing me. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> My Four Horsemen storyline has started. How so? Oh, okay. <laughs> In AEW. In AEW, the Four Horsemen storyline has started. <clears throat> it has gone off the ship. You only have three, it though. It is starting. You have it three. Is on its way. You only have three. Yeah, you only have three now, but then you saw somebody come out of those tunnels and, and throw up a nice four. Okay, but he's not wrestling. It's got to be four, like, He's not yet. Ugh. He's not wrestling, but he's managing somebody. Right. Oh, okay. So he's, he's managing somebody who is almost kind of like a Ric Flair, so, especially with the blonde hair. So, and <laughs> if you notice that Sean Spears dyed his hair blonde, for what reason? So he's going to basically drop all of Nightmare Family and all those wrestlers that are under him to go off into this faction. Massive heel turn. Imagine, imagine seeing that. That's that's something that gets you on the edge of your seat. That's something that makes you pop. Yeah, I I, I like it. You I see I, Cody turning on his. It's called the Nightmare Family. He's the American Nightmare. <laughs> he turns out he's it's supposed to be his faction there. 
He's actually the American nightmare. <sighs> what do I have you on the mic? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Miro. All right, let's go. And Kip Sabian taking on best friends, Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Just give me your, yeah, give me your predictions. I got the best friends. Best friend. uh, no, I got Miro. Yeah, I'm taking Miro. Uh, Steven? Um, I'm going to say best friends, but I think Miro and Sabian need to win it. Miro's done nothing since coming over. This was supposed to be his time to, you know, shine, his his moment, his, his time mm-hmm. to, to go to the top. And what has he been doing? Gaming? Yeah, his, his biggest moment you know, is Nothing big. wrong with gaming, but it's <laughs> not getting him to the top of the card. His biggest moment has been so far. Card t- attention. His, big, his biggest moment has been that ro- that rumble, that uh, battle royal that he had, that he, he looked so dominant in. But other than that, that's that's been it. True. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio Sky versus Penta El Zero versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster versus TBA in the face of the Revolution ladder match. This is also somebody that they're, they they announced that they're going to put uh, another person in this in this match. I have no idea if 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 history serves us correct, it's going to be whoever the mystery opponent is, and I don't know who it is. Right. I think it'll be different than the signing. I don't think they'll have the signing performing on the same night. No. Uh, but I think this person that's going to be introduced, I think this one will be Ethan Page from Impact. Okay. I think it's going to be Ethan Page. That'll be good, a good look. And then I'll be right, bitch. <laughs> Um, then, I did say that. I'm sorry. I said that in a text message. I need to point that out. Now it's on live. Uh, it's on air. So yeah, I had called Ethan Page first. All ego, Ethan Page. And this is why I'll be doing a show next week by myself. Uh, Hangman, <laughs> Adam Page versus uh, Big Money Matt Hardy in a big money match. Winner gets the loser's first quarter earnings of 2021. I got Page. I have Page as well. Yeah, Page with the Dark Order segment following the match. There you go. I love it. Because there's going to be a run-in. There's going to be interference. Something, somebody's going to get involved. Private party, Dark Order. It's going to be a whole ordeal. AW loves their after, after match. Just match about right. to say that. Yeah, Tony Khan loves yeah. their his after match. <laughs> after match match. He's like a, it's like the sub-match, the after match. Uh, Hikaru Shida taking on Ryo Mizunami in uh, AEW's Women's Championship. Easy for me to say. Uh, retain or, or uh, losing this? Retain. Retain. I agree. Retain for Hikaru Shida. I would love to see Rio win. Rio? Really? Rio Mizunami. I know who he's talking about. I'm just saying. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> it's weird when you say Rio. Riho. It's like, no, I'm not talking about Riho. Right. Rio and Riho. Rio yes. Mizunami. Yes. Right. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Shida's going to retain. Okay. It's going to be, I think that might steal the show because they're going to put on a Japanese strong style type match. Yeah. And it's going to be amazing I'm, I'm looking forward to that actually that's that's gonna be a surprising one for me uh paul white is going to make his major announcement as we discussed earlier uh team taz brian cage and ricky starks taking on darby allen and sting in a street fight you gotta give it to sting right yeah, yeah it's his first match <laughs> in like how long in how many years uh besides getting his ass kicked and broken by uh, seth rollins uh, yeah 100 sting and darby yeah uh, young Taz isn't going over. No, not not at all. He, they never do. Quickly, quickly. Um, <laughs> yes. If if Darby Allen does get injured in this match, he has a match for the TNT title mm. on Wednesday. If he gets injured in this match, Tony Khan has come out and said that he will strip him of the title if he's unable to defend it. Really? Yep. So just be aware, Darby. Huh. I I know you're a bad son of a bitch. Don't don't break that toe. But don't get stripped, please. <laughs> The fact that he said that probably means there's a storyline going on that will yeah. probably involve an injury that we'll hear about and then hope to still perform 
and then he'll win, and it'll be the grand old Darby winning again mm-hmm. while injured, while getting beat down. I, I hate those kind of storylines, though. Like, it just seems like a, like a cop-out. Um, yeah, I agree. Let's see, Young Bucks taking on Jericho and MJF in a circle for your AEW Tag Team Championship of the world. Uh, I'm, I'm saying retain. A close one. I'm sorry? This is a close one. I say they retain, but it's going to be a close one. It could, it really could go either way. I, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I'm not going to say retain. I'm going to say inner circle because that would that would set up for so such a good storyline within inner circle, like Same proud and powerful. Yeah, man. <laughs> like he's like we got the belt, you don't, but you're a tag team. So are we now? And yeah, I think, I'm going to say I think this I'm is the beginning of the end. Circle. I think this is the beginning of the end of the inner circle. I'm, I'm going to put that up. Yeah, I'm going to say inner circle for the only reason that it's going to be. It's going to be, I think Matt's been working injured. Okay. Yes, yes. Remember when, he, when they won the titles from FTR, they had the whole uh, uh, storyline where Matt was injured, and he was like, no, it's not real. Blah, blah, blah. I think he actually has been injured this whole time, which is why you have, listen, the Young Bucks would be the type to compete every week, mm. but they just haven't. I think it's because Matt's hurt. Yeah. Before we move on to uh, discuss the main event mm-hmm. very quickly, I just want to say uh, for the for the pre-show, the Casino Tag Team Battle Royale, mm-hmm. for the future AEW t- Tag Team title shot, it's not on the pre-show. I thought it no, was the, the pre-show. The buy-in is, uh, is Riho and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Rebel. Oh, they're only doing one on the pre-show? Yep. I thought it was both of them. Okay. Excuse me that I was wrong with that. <laughs> um, but I do think Silver and Reynolds are taking that. They have so much momentum going behind them. I'm not just saying that because I stand them, but I just think that there's too much going good for them that if you don't start pushing them in that direction, Mm. even if it's just a title shot and they lose, it gets them in that picture where they're thought of as championship caliber. Right. Agreed. Uh, Absolutely agreed. They should be too. They should be. Um, And then we have our main event, uh, which is Kenny Omega, your champion, taking on John Moxley in a... (gasps) Exploding barbed wire death match. Yes. So by just the title alone, someone's gonna die. Yep. Right. right. Yeah, it's no, only, it's, it's it only true. lends itself to reason, right? It's it, that's it. It's a death match. It's gotta yeah. be. If there's no, yeah. there is no death. A then, fight pit takes place in a pit that you fight in. Right. Exactly. It's it's death match. Name. Death match is a match that causes death. Right. Yeah. Right. Because everybody who's competed in a death match is no longer living. So. <laughs> <laughs> So poor Renee is going to be uh, hus- so I husbandless think at some point. I think that's why. Match. I th- <laughs> I'll tell you this. Kenny okay. Omega is going to retain. Yeah, just because of that. Because Renee's pregnant and John's going to go on paternity leave like Seth. Right. I agree. Yeah, I think they, they've, they, messed, they, they messed that up by that announcement coming out. The baby. There probably should have been some discussion between John yes. and her yeah. before. Because with that announcement, you obviously have to know that He's going to be stepping out. I mean, it's pretty. Does it, it's pretty obvious. Does it take away your enjoyment of of this match? Absolutely knowing not. it's absolutely. Okay, not. I was going to say. All right, see, so there you go. It, so it's going to be it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Right. As long as they do it right, you can't overuse the explosions or the barb, barbed wire itself. Right. That has to be saved for maybe two or three at most of the spots throughout the entire match. The third or second one being the final one that puts the, you know, puts the end to whoever the mm, uh, the loser, loser is right. in in the actual match. Right. But it has to be a sl- yeah. It has to be a slow and methodical build up to those explosions. You can't you can't just expect a high octane, 
uh, all these different kind of weapons. I don't think there should be any other weapons really involved unless maybe somehow they end up outside the ring. I don't think it's really possible, no, just but <laughs> it should just be a straight-up fight, them trying to stay away from the explosion and the barbed wire itself. Should they be more worried, I, at least in my perspective, and watching part of that, that match that they showed on AEW, that when they had the explosions, it, it looked impressive, but it was more of like a, like a, like a little firecracker that kind of went off. Now, I, it's a trigger. There's there's going to be explosions. There's also going to be mines on the outside where you where where there are also. I'm not talking about the explosion. I'm just talking about the 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 heaviness of the explosion. Like it's not going to take. I've said this to you before. It's not going to take a chunk yeah. of skin out of your back. And when he tries to go into the rope and explodes, like you see a spine. Like I, that's no. No, okay. So that's what I'm saying. So it's more, how how it's funny more, would it be though if they had a landmine? <laughs> like it's like somebody lands on it by accident, just one perfectly placed outside the ring. You should, land on it by accident, you're like, oh there, fuck. There's your death match. So when you step on it, <laughs> you hear it tick tick tick. Like you can't get off of it. Yeah. Right. You step on it, you hear it click, and you're like, <laughs> you can't move. Oh shit. The rest of the night you Don't can't move. move. Right. You got to Indiana Jones the shit out of yourself yeah. somehow. <laughs> It's was, either that or go fast. I don't know how you gotta, fast you can fly away. You, you, ever, you went Homelander. You ever see King? I just, King, I just finished watching the boys. Sorry, yeah, boys. I got to watch the rest of that. Did you ever see uh, Kingsman? Golden Circle. Of course I have. He stepped on the landmine and he froze his foot onto it. Yeah, he, he can do that and freeze his foot. Get your shoe. That's your, right. Your foot out of the shoe and then run. I live my life by the saying, uh, "Oxford's not rogues." Ah, uh -huh, there you go. Awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're we're saying that Omega is going to retain here, um, just because Mox Omega is going to retain because Mox's baby uh, is uh, coming in the near future here. So, uh, <laughs> baby's going to have a, a backless father with with exploding barbed wire deathmatch. Um, there we go, and that is your revolution. That is happening, not evolution, but revolution that is happening tomorrow. And so it's the evolution of revolution that is happening on uh, on pay per view. On pay -per -view. And we're looking forward to that very much so. Um, by the way, AEW will have its biggest crowd since pandemic started tomorrow. Uh, they will be at 25%, a little actually over 25%, a little under 30%, so somewhere in there as far as capacity. Over 1,300 people at Daly's Place. So we, you know, it's, it's, it's always in perspective. It's always funny like seeing numbers and knowing your, your time frame. So like seeing a number like this, like last year, we're like, what the hell? <laughs> like 1,300 people. Are we doing this at like the, the bingo hall down the street? This, that's a huge deal now. That's a huge number, <laughs> having 1,300 people in the arena. Yes, it is. Well, in a – what is it, 6,000, I think? For Daily is the Is the capacity of, of I'm just saying. In, I'm just saying in general, no matter where it was, having 1,300 people in an event now is a huge deal. Well, thirteen hundred people at Raymond James Stadium is not going to sound the same as thirteen hundred. You, but you're not hearing me though. I'm, I'm talking. No, I I hear that, but no, yeah. I understand. I understand what you're saying. I'm saying, as in perspective of having a a global pandemic and what's been yeah. going on, having ten people in an arena watching, uh, you haven't had ten people watch uh, Raw or SmackDown in the last you know six months uh, or more. So a year. It's been. Uh, when was Thunderdome started? It's, Almost a year. Well, no, they had the PC. They they did. Uh, they had fans of the PC before they moved to no, Thunderdome. There wasn't. Yes, there was. Yes, there, there was. was. Fans in the PC. Remember the raw, the raw, uh, the jobbers would be standing outside. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Listen, yeah. this year's been all fucked up. Come on, Joe. Oh, you know what? Let's do this. I want to do this. And here we go. For You're wrong. You're so wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. All right, 
let's move on. I haven't played that drop in a while. Um, there's that. Because uh, I've been right the whole time. That's no, why. <laughs> I just haven't had the heart. Now that Steven's here, I feel more free. Um, <laughs> we, oh, it sounds like, what do you got, Stockholm Syndrome over there? <laughs> I missed him so. Uh, this, what, the weirdest Raw to lead up to one of the biggest moments of, of Raw. Uh, we had McIntyre taking on Sheamus. Uh, McIntyre defeated Sheamus. Nia uh, Jackson, Naomi in probably like a five second match. Uh, I don't understand why they do this, especially to the women, that they have these matches where it just kind of like they, it builds up and builds up. Uh, they have a segment backstage with the two of them staring each other down, and then all of a sudden uh, uh, Naomi just gets her ass kicked. So that match all was just a squash. Um, they in the beginning of the night they said that they're going to have this match at 9 p.m. The title match was going to be. Um, Miz at 9 p.m. then complained backstage of intense stomach pains <laughs> and that uh, Bobby Lashley was already in the ring. Um, and then uh, it, uh, he, the almighty Bobby Lashley confronted the Miz to let him know uh, that there was nowhere to run and it was going to basically happen at some point. Uh, and then in the nobody really asked for this match of the night, her business uh, defeated Braun Strowman and Adam Pierce. What are we doing with Braun Strowman? I don't know. I really have no idea. I couldn't even tell you. I wouldn't even know where to begin with that guy. Uh, I've given up. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> both, I say, I both say he goes page. back down to NXT and, and brushes up his, his oh, promo God. skills a little bit and oh. then comes back as a monster. I think he's Or just put him with Bray Wyatt already. I think he's, he's all right with the promo. No, like, I thought he was already. He's been used and abused. There's nothing left for him right now. There's literally nothing for him. There's no direction. It just, it just seems like this, this character is just kind of like floundering with nowhere to go. He's gonna be put in a in a in a sideshow type gimmick where like the like Big Show and, and Andre like the, the, he's just gonna be there for for freak of nature status freak kind of nature of. status especially now since there's no freak Lars Sullivan anymore <laughs> someone has to fill that freak void Ooh, we never thought about that what if Lars Sullivan is the guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly what Tony Khan is looking for a uh, Hall of Fame worthy uh, one of the greatest his favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, and then we had the longest slash nobody knows why match of the night with Damian Priest taking on Elias. And it's funny how money always talks. So, and bullshit walks. And bullshit BS walks. walks. Elias is now a full-time jobber. And yeah. uh, Damian Priest, there's a reason why. If you, if you watch this match in, in its entirety, this match was, I, I want to say, somewhere like 15 to 20 minutes long. And... Nobody understood why this match would go so so long. It's because of Baboni. 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 So you can have Damian Priest align himself with Baboni. Baboni. Uh, because he, he the ratings for every time that he's on TV spike. Mm-hmm. So why not put him on for minutes and minutes at a time? So that, that's the reason why this match was was forever in a day. It it lasted and felt like it was taking forever in a day. Um, and now, I, now everybody knows why. Just because it was the appearance of Babon. Babon. <laughs> um, they're building him up to be the next big Latino star. Like, everybody knows that at this point. I'm pretty upset that it wasn't Angel Garza or Andrade. Hmm. Like, I don't know why it couldn't be those two. They're both just because that guy's tall. They're both. Oh, that he's, a, he's a McMahon prototype. I would love a faction between uh, Andrade, Angel Garza, and Damian Priest. Okay. Where you have uh, the heavyweight champ being Damien, and mm-hmm. then like them two go after the tag titles. 
because they worked well as a tag team. I don't care what. So you're saying you went you went the Latin version of the Hurt Business, or you know the Latino World Order. Okay, all right, that's enough of that. All right, Uh, moving on. So then we had at nine (laughs) o'clock, LWO. Uh, we had uh, Bobby Lashley defeating The Miz at the 10 o'clock hour by countout. So he, basically the, the bell rang, Miz grabbed the belt, and he was off. And he ran out, um, and the, the bell sounded after a 10 count. Uh, so that was it. <laughs> that was your match. There was your title, your title uh, defense, and uh, Miz retains. Good, great. Uh, Charlotte Flair def- uh, takes on uh, the teeth-kicking uh, Shayna Baszler and beats her. Uh, Riddle and Lucha House Party t- uh, take on uh, Retribution and beat Retribution. And again, just Retribution is just the worst. And uh, then Mustafa Ali, I was about to say Mustafa, uh, says that he can do better than he can- they can and defeats Riddle. De- defeats your uh, United States champion uh, in, yes. a no- in a non-title match. With a match. botch at the end. With a botch at the end uh, in a non-title match. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so he showed them, and then at the very last, it was about seven minutes to go uh, at the end of the night. So basically, it was it was said that Miz is going to defend this title. Uh, they basically get to the ring, and Shane McMahon comes out and said it says it is now a lumberjack match. So to prevent the Miz from running this time, it is now a lumberjack match. The only person upset is John Morrison, who's standing outside the ring, not knowing what's going on. Um, and then the bell rang and they went at it and Miz grabs the belt from the ref and tries to hit Lashley with the belt and he stops him from doing that. And then Lashley just beat the ever loving shit out of him. Um, until he, he, uh, put him in the hurt lock and he tapped out Miz did. And we have a brand new, rarely seen on raw, brand new WWE champion. Yes. 17 years in the making. The last time a title changed hands on Raw was Drew McIntyre last year. Before that, I couldn't even tell you when. It I, and I said that to you, I said that while watching. I was like, "When's the last time a title changed hands?" And Rob said, "Well, no, Drew McIntyre just did it." I will York. say this: uh, Ron Simmons, The Rock, mm-hmm. Booker T, or as Bad Bunny put it, Booker T, Booker, and Mark Henry, and now Bobby Lashley. Those are the only African American males to win. A world championship hmm. in WWE. You say Kofi? And Kofi Kingston, sorry. Oh, there you go. Uh, I, I don't even know how I forgot about Kofi, Kofi Mania. I will lash myself later for that. You shouldn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what a what a tremendous yet short list. <laughs> but uh, congratulations. Uh, and I'm, I'm saying that just because it should be a long list. Congratulations to Bobby Lashley. And it, it, uh, it took all this time for him to get to this point. And he, he was just one of those big guys that, just like Braun Strowman now, <laughs> could not find somewhere to go. And who knew that the Hurt Business would be the the group to kind of propel him into this category of being dominant as a champion and being, like, legit as a champion? I should have known better because uh, when Bobby Lashley won the TNA title, MVP was right next to him as well. MVP was his manager in TNA when he won the title. Okay. Okay. That's a fact. You can look it up. I I will. I believe you. Jamie. (laughs) Shut up, up, guy. Uh, So we we have a new champion. And so now, and then he, the whirlwind of social media posts and Lana posted that he was, she couldn't have been more proud of him. Um, 
good on him, man. I, I'm I'm all about it. I, I like where this is going with uh, her business. I'm all about now knowing that uh, if that's the case, then they really should have Brock Lesnar come back because that would be a dream match, uh, at least for me, to see Lesnar versus Lashley. Um, I heard Lesnar, 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 Lashley, and McIntyre triple threat is a possibility. Where? At Mania. Th- this year, Mania. Yep. Uh, okay. Seem- I, don't, well, I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it. It just seems a very short uh, period of time to kind of build that up. This is also true. Kind of. I, I don't know. But uh, I, I would like that. Uh, the, the, the door is wide open to see where uh, challengers will come from. I, I can almost, with certainty, say that uh, there's a reason why McIntyre has been out of the picture for the last two or three weeks, is to kind of let this storyline build up and kind of do its thing. And um, also sell the attack. Sell the attack, right? Uh, and then uh, have Lashley versus McIntyre at, uh, at Mania. Um, yes, sir. Good stuff, man. I... I, I Again, Raw was just all kinds of weird up until that last point. Um, nothing else of major note happening uh, for the rest of the week. Uh, but we are just focused on Revolution and uh, all the goings on for tomorrow, especially uh, who this mystery signee will be and seeing uh, Flush getting torn by barbed wire and exploding uh, dynamites. Uh, anything else you're looking forward to uh, for tomorrow? Uh, just the mystery signing. That's it. Yeah. I want to see Paul White turn heel eventually. I don't know if it'll be on Sunday, but you know it'll happen because it always does. He just hang left. on, wait, wait, wait. My my favorite line from that interview: "Who saw this turn coming?" <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Get it, Paul? Because you just always like to turn heel every five seconds. Uh, that is it, guys. We we've done a show. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us once again. Please don't be a stranger. Thank uh, you for having me. Absolutely appreciate it. Oh uh, yes, yes. You have a lovely home there, by the way. He, he needs to get his own Zoom account so he can do it by himself. I was told that you put your hand down your pants, so I don't know if I want to see that on Zoom. Please please speak to that. Uh, okay, maybe. good. Yes. <laughs> good, good retort. I told you. Good retort. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not mad at that. I still watch uh, on Zoom. But, this, and, and, and I quote, and I quote, mm. if you're not here, Joe, my hand will be in my pants probably. <laughs> Even if you are here, my hand will still be down my bed. It's it's comfortable. Probably. It's comfortable. <laughs> guys, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm going to uh, leave off on, by the way, this is episode 98. We are two away. From 98. The, from the big we one. We actually just oh, oh. hit our two-year anniversary last week. We I did. Believe, a couple weeks two ago. Two years, man. <laughs> it's two been years. Two years and 90-some-odd episodes. Two years since we had David yelling at me that he didn't like me. Remember that? <laughs> Yeah, that was great. We've come Good from times. come from humble beginnings, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm going to we started. Leave we started inside a studio, and now we're each at our own houses. At our own houses, <laughs> how, how we've how we've evolved, uh, revolutions. Uh, that makes no sense. Let me kick it, uh, leave you off with this here. Ooh. Ooh. Right. Level of in my life. Speaking of dating myself. How old are you in this game now? Like 10? Not born. That's probably right. Asshole. I've listened to all of Mother Chips, so I don't want to hear nothing, right? <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much again for making our podcast just as awesome as it is. Please hit us up on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want, want to see happen uh, for Revolution, and we will get back to you. 
Hit us up. Let us know on uh, all your friends about uh, Sons of Slam on po- Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud. My name is Chris Mindell. That is the Reaper, Joe Black. Peace out. And Steven. I'll see you guys later. Peace out. Jamie says goodbye. <laughs>